0: It's never How's it ninjas? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Twiny Gaming Podcast. The only podcast in South Africa dedicated to telling African gaming stories and interviewing African gaming influencers. I'm your host Maxine Tite aka Twiny Gamer, the founder and editor-in-chief of Twiny Gaming. Today I'm interviewing two esports champions from Johannesburg. These ninjas earned the respect of the local fighting game community by winning the Red Bull Hit The Street fighting game tournament hosted at Bravado Gaming Studios in Joburg on September 26th, thus earning them tickets to compete at the last chance qualifiers in Las Vegas, USA later this month. So without further ado, allow me to introduce these deadly ninjas. One of these guests is 28-year-old Jabi Mabuza, aka Jabi M from Alex. This ninja is so deadly. He is the 3-time, 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 Red Bull Hit The Streets champion, Yo. Javi M, thanks for joining episode 2 of Twilight Gaming Podcast. Thanks for
1: having me, thanks buddy.
0: Now you're a triple Street Fighter 5 winner and your squad, Goliath Gaming, just keeps on winning. Y'all are dominating the local esports scene. So what's your secret to success? Maybe performance enhancing e-drugs? Do you take steroids for gamers perhaps? Come on, fill us in on the secrets.
1: I don't even know if those steroids even exist, eh? Hey? But yeah, um, uh, me I think it's just being passionate about it. So I know it's always thinking, knowing that you're not not, not But fighting games you're never attributed.
0: So there's no performance-enhancing esports steroids. It's all practice and hard work.
1: Nothing that will even help me because the strategy is all.
0: Right, And the other guest is 27-year-old Farouk Suman, aka Dax PT, from Northcliffe. His story is that of a true underdog. Nah, in fact, he was the underdog lying beneath the underdog. Cause Dax PT came out of nowhere to win the Red Bull, hit the Streets Tekken 7 competition, and claim a ticket to Vegas. Not only that, he took the title from reigning champ Iggy at Bravado HQ. His home turf. Ouch. Hey nah. Dax, thanks for joining me bro. How's it going man?
2: Thanks for having me. Great. See you on.
0: Now, do you feel remorse after inflicting so much damage and snatching the prize from Iggy, despite him having home ground advantage?
2: <laughs> remorse, remorse
1: for rivals. <laughs>
0: yes, remorse. I mean, you took the prize from their home ground, and you had the nerve, the audacity, that attitude to grab it from them on their home ground.
2: Man, I don't care who's home it is. If that prize is mine, I'm taking it. Ain't nothing going the
1: stop Attacks, this guy says this you came out of nowhere. They don't know that you've always been around. He just went into.
2: <laughs> they don't know, bro. I just didn't know of Red Bull Institute's last year, so I didn't enter. But this year, I knew about it. But I've been around
0: oh man i love the confidence man you guys ninjas don't you think these guys are cool if you think these ninjas are cool please write in the comment section these ninjas are cool but you know what else is cool vhost please allow me to explain are you trying to host a website for your business but don't know which web host to choose cause there's so many of them? Or maybe you want to migrate to a new one cause your current web host is charging you expensive rate? Well chill out my ninja cause Vhost is here for the rescue. Vhost is an IT company based in Arcadia, Pretoria that hosts our website. SwineyGaming.com for 25 Rand or $1.64 VAT included. Yes, SwineyGaming.com only pays 25 Rand or $1.64 per month for hosting our website. That's boost cheap! If you want to host a .za website, vhost can do it for $34.99 or $2.30. Uh-huh, you heard right again, there's no wax in your ears, Ninja. A .za website for less than 35 rand or $2.30 including VAT. Moreover, vhost uses renewable energy to run their systems, meaning they still operate even during load shedding at no extra cost to you. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to utilize v hosts cheap and eco-friendly service, I have left a link to the website in the description or details of this podcast. Hey yo, Jabby M. Yeah. Your trademark is making notes on your phone for each matchup you compete in. Can you tell us a few details about these mysterious notes? What are they about?
1: It's just notes on the matchup, uh, how to approach this matchup. If it's a tournament like, like history, then I uh, have notes on the players themselves. No, because with Street Fighter, there's a feature inside the game called CFS. You can literally just type any player's name, it's gonna show you their matches, it's gonna even show you what buttons they press. No, so you can just any, you can also turn on what they call frame data. It's gonna show you that, oh, here yeah, they were taking chances, or here yeah, you can interrupt, or here yeah, you can't take chances. In fighting games, anything goes.
0: You've also been seen using some interesting breathing techniques when fights get a little intense. So what kind of breathing techniques are these?
1: That was, that was the first element that I was incorporating that. So my team, Goliath Gaming, uh, it's a requirement for us once a month to talk to coach slash psychiatrist, something like that. It's a requirement to talk to him to let you know maybe what, what you're going through within the game, what you're thinking about, and then he'll give you pointers on, on the body now, not necessarily points on the game, but on the body. You know, how I want to do in this situation. So, we uh, are talking about Pro Tour when I lost. And then he came up with the idea that, like, you know what, to avoid what happened there, we started now becoming in a battle with yourself. You know, you put too much pressure on yourself. Yes, well, we're going we're gonna to start incorporating these speaking techniques. You know, you can you'll start doing them during your casual and prepare them for history. The you know, it was just something to always bring myself back to the future even if even if I around or what so I can just I can just watch this calm myself down instantly with that with, within that uh, round and because in fighting games
0: if it's I can guarantee now the opponent can just tell that you can. XA Dex. Yeah. Apparently you were very cocky when you arrived at the competition as though you knew you got this from the start so what is it about your preparation that made you confident enough to know you're going to win this trip to Las Vegas?
2: Well, I mean I wouldn't exactly say I was cocky. I was confident in my ability to take it. Um preparation wise I don't really have that much time to prepare this year. Um work the new job has been keeping me quite busy but uh I just knew like going in that I have I know these players, I know what they play have. I've fought them many times in the past. I know what they're gonna go for, I know what they're gonna do and yeah, I'm gonna capitalize on it.
0: Jabi, yeah. you're going to fly overseas to compete at the Red Bull Last Chance Qualifiers in Las Vegas. But the first time you flew overseas was to compete in 2019 after winning your first hit the street. Unfortunately, you didn't win any official match on your Japanese debut, if I'm correct. But did you learn anything from that experience that can help you proceed further when you go to Las Vegas?
1: When I was that side. Uh, I played a lot of offline. You know, that was an unofficial match. I played the pro. They, they, they didn't go too bad. Even if I lost, it was probably like 5-3, and stuff like that. You know, on stream I was uh, I was just so nervous. You know, when when it came to the actual tournament, I was just nervous. But now I think I, uh, I think I think I'm pretty prepared. You know, I'm actually pretty pretty confident this time around.
0: Just out of curiosity, why didn't you go in 2020? Was it due to the pandemic breaking out?
1: UK was not having um, anybody from um, other countries participate in the last chance qualifying. Only UK residents were allowed because of the the pandemic.
0: Going from Alexandra, one of the poorest neighborhoods in Johannesburg, to Aichi in Japan, did you experience any culture shock? It
1: it is a lot lot different, you know, from. Besides just Alex, even the South um, Africa it's a lot different because they they are pretty strict on their rules. You know, like for example, if you're going up the stairs, you know, you must always be on the left hand on the left hand side because uh, whoever's whoever's in a hurry can just go on the right hand side and start uh, rushing down. And they they just respect people's spacing like that. Um, in terms of you can't even just cross the road anyhow. It doesn't matter whether there's a car or not you're to cross the road, you know, In here, you're know, crossing people across the highway. So so those kind of things, yeah, those kind of things, uh you taking it in quite seriously that side. But when I was outside, there, yeah, even though I was like an entrepreneur, they did not keep the time. You know, they were just minding their own business.
0: Yo, Dex, Yeah? You seem to have a fundamental understanding of Tekken. When did you start playing the game?
2: Uh, so, from basically, I started. Tekken um we're on the release of Tekken 7, so about four years ago. But like if you take into consideration like from when my younger years, I started back in Tekken 3. I uh, played Tekken 3, Tekken 5, Tekken 6, and then 7. I must hold the tag.
0: Any tournament you've competed in or won before or hit the streets?
2: I mean I won various tournaments in the over the last couple of years. I'm the winner of Dunzi League Season Two, multiple UGC tournaments, second place in CPS lost to the Thailand player tricky, second place DNL amongst others. I've been around
1: bro. <laughs>
0: Jabi, you beat Billy D from Bravado Gaming to win Hit The Streets, but he beat you to secure a spot at the Capcom Pro Tour, the biggest Street Fighter V competition with millions of rands up for grabs. Has this created intense rivalry between Goliath Gaming and Bravado Gaming?
1: Yeah, honestly I think, I think in Capcom Pro Tour, if I was on the winner's side, I probably would have taken it. Yeah. But I got sent to do this quite good and that made my, made my run. Or made the work even you know, harder. So when I eventually faced Billy in Grand Finals, I had to beat him twice. You see, why he had winner side advantage. You know. So I beat him once, I reset the bracket, and then he came back and uh, touched it up. You know. And hit the sweet because I was now in winner's side. I was pretty confident that there's no way they're going to reset the bracket and beat me at the same time. You know, but I got. You. Yeah. I got the first game, like at the first test that I can just I can just it's a, a, a test and are he gonna play? You know, I can easily just sacrifice the first game and say, you know what, whether I win or lose this game, it's fine. No, I can just get get the stuff from there. And then and then after the second game I can take it from there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think nah uh, they've always been rivals And who hand, uh uh full week each other. Okay. But that's just the nature of, of-
0: when and where are the finals of the Capcom Pro Tour taking place?
1: Captain Proso probably be next year Feb, so Billy will probably be flying out
0: in Feb. Okay. They
1: haven't announced which country it is, but he'll be flying out in
0: Feb. So when Street Fighter V launched in early 2016, many fans were complaining about it being unfinished and too broken because it was buggy, it had very limited content, character balances amongst many other things. Do you think the Champion Edition has patched up these problems? I think
1: in fact up most problems with arcade edition, because The development was was also a mission. You know, it was a it was a it wasn't necessarily from what, from what, from what we heard is that wasn't necessarily 100 uh, percent developed by them by Capcom. Then only with, with arcade edition did they start in house in the development. When you look at champion when you look at champion edition, mm-hmm. they started they now putting the most requested feature which is. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, when you look at championship Edition that you know what at that time they had already packaged it as, a, as now a full game and they now every DLC content that they that they that they want that they release, they just said if you, if you purchase champion edition, you get all of it for free. Wow. You know, that was them saying like to the to, to the public, uh, here's a here's a full game, the one that you guys have always been wanting. Yeah. Now they even put in there uh, was this the most impressive feature was a defensive option. You know, and V-Ship was introduced, was introduced to the game, you know. But in terms of yeah. the business model that we went for, I think, I think that was a great plan. It's just that the only big problem was that that game was, was I think a 2016 uh, version of Street Fighter 5. If Ken does a V-figure activation from a crash counter, you can consider yourself dead mm-hmm. Because there was no scaling on the hit. Mm-hmm. V-figures didn't scale, mm-hmm. you know, so the damage was just insane. But obviously, through throughout the years, they managed to find the right balance with crash counters and beat triggers. Everybody complained about them when, when it came out. But doing balance patches right a year helped that out.
0: Dex, yeah, taking X Street Fighter crossover has been met with a variety of mixed reviews. Simple question, do you think the game is dope or whack?
2: Hell no dude. <laughs> look at it, look at it this way. Right? Street Fighter, everyone has anti-air. hmm Second, they don't. The game is not designed for, to be fighting someone that's jumping the whole time. So all your moves are missing because he's in the sky. <laughs>
0: do you think crossovers work well for fighting games in general?
2: I think crossovers work well if you can find the balance between the strong, um, options from the one game, and then you're having defensive options in the other game to counter that, and vice versa, so, you know, you can actually counterplay your opponent. Whereas, uh, if you take Akuma and Tekken 7, for instance, right? Yeah. The fastest move in Tekken 7, generally not ex- not including Flash and, like, Charlie's back one, whatever, is 10 frames. Now, Akuma has a 10 frame big jab, which will kill you for, like, 90% of your health, just if he has bar. 10 frame move, the fastest move in the game. You're is worth it. So like when he has a bar, you just like you have to kind of wait for him to use it before you can actually go in. It changes the whole game around. No more taking it. Wait for him to use the bar, then you play again.
0: Do you play for any gaming teams?
2: Um, so I do have some about signing, but I can't mm. say anything right I now. Got to wait for the announcement. Mm. Sorry, Javi, what did you say?
1: I'm saying guys are pushing here, you guys are making moves here. It's good that other electricity guys are getting a chance to pick these
0: now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah Dex, many Tekken fans complain that Akuma, a Street Fighter character, Guess featuring in Tekken 7 was badly broken when he first joined Tekken 7 because he was too buffed. Do you think Akuma was unfairly overpowered?
2: Honestly, like if they gave us the tools to deal with Akuma, like you know, like the anti air, I think it would be alright. But because you're lacking the tools, I feel like he's overpowered. Because his yes? Tekken 7 tools aren't that amazing, they're average. But you don't play him as a Tekken character, so for a long time, most of the people thought he was kind of underpowered now that we got guys like kakuma coming out showing us how to play the character properly yes we've got lots of uh, people copying their playstyle, making making out for us down here in SA
0: <laughs> Leroy is one of the most controversial Tekken 7 DLCs because he was so ridiculously overpowered do you think he was too buffed and did the nerfs fix him
2: i don't think uh, Leroy can ever be Truly Um, I think he needs a full rework because he has all the tools for every situation, and all his tools are exceptionally good. Yeah. He was insanely broken at release, but uh, the nerfs have helped, you know, to bring him uh, down a bit. But I mean, I still think he, he's extremely good. Yeah. Um, I know lots of people disagree with this one. <laughs> Personally, I feel Leroy actually an insane character. He has lots of like, you know, long range, high damage. Super Good counter 2 And I mean, if you look back in the history of Tekken tournaments, there's never been a time where everyone is playing one character. Like if you look at some of the Mortal Kombat tournaments, let's uh, look at uh, 11, uh-huh. everyone was playing Jackie for I don't know how long. I still kind of stopped following the game afterwards. <laughs> when Leroy got released, that was the first tournament ever where there were six Leroy's in top eight. Wow. It was the most boring tournament ever to watch. But I like to with honor. <laughs> I, don't, I can't get anyone who plays Leroy seriously. <laughs>
0: Okay Ninjas, we are halfway through the interview, but before we get to the other half, we are going to hop into a very brief commercial break, so don't go anywhere.
3: Introducing Scribble. Scribble is the world's first point-and-click ebook creator that allows you to create beautiful professional ebooks and reports in minutes, not hours, days, or weeks. You'll never have to pull your hair out again. Just choose a template, fill it with content, and you're done. Just imagine, in minutes, Being able to create highly engaging, professional ebooks to sell, or free reports to build your list without hours of writing, coding, or designing, without spending thousands of dollars on freelancers, and without juggling tons of complicated software programs. Stunning ebooks that make jaws drop. There's nothing to install, and you don't need any technical skills. The process is so simple that even a child could do it, so don't wait. Click the button below to get instant access to Scribble right now, and create your next professional ebook, report, or white paper in minutes, for more leads, sales, and profits.
0: And we are back from the ad break, which was promoting Scribble, the world's number one ebook creator. I totally recommend it, because you can use it to design gaming artwork, comic books, graphic novels, or write gaming manuals, you can purchase it using the scribble link I've left in the description or detail section of this podcast. My gents, this is a question for both of you. For the first time this year, Red Bull hit the streets, bought over a wildcard from Kenya to switch things up a bit, I guess. Unfortunately, she was blixemed by ninjas like Kalem from Goliath Gaming. And she was the first player to get knocked out. In future, do you think Red Bull should select wildcards based on popularity and marketing potential for branding, or should they be selected on pure talent alone? I.e., should there be a qualification process to become a wildcard? I don't know.
1: Honestly, I'm with sure any anything. else. No.
0: Yeah So I know some guys are never but fully happy with the, with the decision of not bringing her in mm-hmm. you know, but it's still at the same time
1: I thought it was a good way to introduce to get Kenya into rapport at the streets. Thanks. I agree with
2: Javi. like for the first for the first time I think it was cool to you know bring based on popularity I think if they do want to do it in the future though they should have a qualification Yeah You know just to make it fair for everyone so it's not like you know you're popular so you're coming Oh, okay, you know, won the qualifier, so come over, take your shot at you know, hit the streets and see how you do. But I mean, for the first time, it was cool, I guess.
0: You guys were playing with PlayStation Fives at Hit the Streets 2021 this year. Compared to playing on PS4, did you guys experience any noticeable improvements?
2: Not actually, because I have a PS5. <laughs> I got one at home, so I see it every day. <laughs> Loading time, mostly I really like the controller. I feel it's better than the PS4 controller. Pretty much the same though. Uh there's no gameplay difference that you, you
0: know. Yeah.
2: The game is locked at 60 frames per second, regardless, um, the graphics is locked, so yeah, it's
1: mostly loading speed and uh, control. Uh, pretty much the same, uh, same with Jack, the loading speed, and the
0: game speed is fast, right? What about Xbox, guys? Why isn't there a specific division for Xbox gamers in fighting games like there is in FIFA tournaments?
1: Personally, uh, um, yeah, most games, most games, uh, well, fighting games they are not coming out on Xbox. Yeah? Coming out on, on, on,
2: on PlayStation. I mean. Hey, Xbox wants a fighting division. I need to fix the controller. Dude. Have you tried to play a fighting game on a controller? <laughs> Try and wave dash on an Xbox controller. It's <laughs> not happening. I can't deal with
1: a D pad. Same here. I <laughs> uh, mean, I just don't play on Xbox. So okay. Yeah, for me, I, just, I, I don't even want to comment on that one. <laughs>
0: I also noticed that all local South African players competing at pro level use controllers, but overseas, the Asian and American competitors seem to prefer using arcade sticks. Why is there such a difference in input hardware preferences between local and overseas players?
2: I wouldn't say all of us decide to use a controller. Like Kalen, um, for instance, uses stick. Yes. Big Daddy Mike uses a uh, hitbox.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, we do have some, in the modality of us like um, controller. I think it's just more preference, like overseas. Lots of the people they grew up, you know, in the arcade with uh, arcade the arcade sticks, in the arcade era. well, that was the arcade era, and now uh, because you know we kind of moving on, lots more people are are becoming controller players. Mm-hmm. Like even overseas, lots of the younger players are controller. Is this what you grew up with? It's impressive. Definitely just preference. It's not like necessarily like
1: one will give the edge over the other.
3: Uh-huh. Even as you scene. I know a lot of. People
1: it. People just go with what they prefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just happens that most of the, the players that are in hit the streets were, were controller. So
2: I do think that hip uh, hop could give you slight advantage. Yeah. Just, you know, the fact that you double inputs and stuff like that. Some people call it a cheat pop.
1: <laughs> Depends on which game, you know, because Street Fighter uh, 5, how they designed it, if you do uh, multiple inputs, okay, the character the, the resets okay. The game Okay. So the game just puts the character in the center, so you can't put. You have to commit to one, one decision. So you can't do. It's what, it's what they were so specifically focusing on with Street Fighter V, which was removing options today. That is like three options, they're doing three inputs, and then, and then it covers three options. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they just shut that out. So that, okay, the first input will come out. If it's multiple inputs at the same time, then it just stands through.
0: Wow. What do you expect to see on the day one release of Street Fighter Six and Tekken Eight?
1: So
2: on my side, one. That I'm tired about in Taken Seven is the amount of characters. Yeah. Like, um taking there's so many uh, characters with so much move, It's kind of difficult to keep track of it all. Yeah. So Taken Eight, I'm looking forward to a reduced roster. First of all, no new weird characters like Lucky Chloe. Hopefully she's out. Uh, there's quite a few characters that I'd like to pull from Taken
1: Seven. Jai I I don't know. Hey, really. I don't know. I don't necessarily have much expectation for part of tech, but I am looking forward. to
0: Any advice to aspiring gamers who want to follow in your footsteps?
2: Get in the practice, watch the videos, read the forums. Yeah, make yourself known in the community. You learn a lot from other players, especially if you actually participate in the tournaments. That's where you learn the most. I mean, casuals is one thing, but in the tournament setting, that's where you learn. Yeah, always watch your games back, whether you win or lose. Watch your games back, pick out the mistakes. Yeah,
1: yeah, always watch.
2: Well, I mean, I can't deny it, though. Also, watching your victories before a tournament types you up. Know? Like, yeah, bro,
0: I'm the shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, my ninjas, those are all of my questions. This was a really fun interview. I really enjoyed it. And I just want to thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, sure, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. So all right, check Away, away, away. And that concludes episode two of 20 Gaming Podcast if you listen until the end i really appreciate i'd also appreciate if you followed or liked 20 gaming on social media we are on instagram telegram twitter facebook and youtube better yet please visit our website 20gaming.com and subscribe to our monthly newsletter called 20 gaming magazine which will give you a recap of stories you might have missed and ninja deals on gaming merch look out for episode 3 coming out in december but until then It's never game over.